What's up, guys? This is going to be unlike a lot of my other videos. I'm not going to break down a specific cryptocurrency or stock. I'm just going to try to give you guys more basic information about cryptocurrencies to educate you and help you learn about the space. We actually have a really special guest on this episode. We have Chris, who's a portfolio manager at a cryptocurrency hedge fund. He was very gracious to give us his time and uh, to help us all learn more about the cryptocurrency space. Uh, with that being said, my name is Jacob Braun. I'm the host of this weekly Monday night episode. I write for Seeking Alpha, and I'm also very active on Twitter. I'm going to share my screen so that you can see my information. This is my Twitter, at Real Jacob Braun. If you want to stay up to date with anything I'm doing, the stocks I follow, any of that, please check that out. Um, with that being said, let's look really quickly at stockcard.io. We can look at, they have a very good platform that uses AI to tell you about companies. We're going to look up cryptocurrencies. And with the cryptocurrencies, we can see a general themes of companies that are in cryptocurrency. And I think this is very um, enlightening just to see how many companies are in cryptocurrency in some form. They might not be pure crypto companies. They might not be mining companies, but they have some elements in it. So if we just look at market cap, this is millions in market cap. There's billions of dollars on this list. We're just going to go down. We're going to go down. We can see some big players um, as we go further down right here. NVIDIA. So NVIDIA makes the, the graphics cards that were, are very heavily mined. Uh, we can go down Bank of America. Bank of America has exposure to cryptocurrencies. On and on and on. This list goes on and it includes all companies that have some exposure to cryptocurrencies, which is a great way to use the themes tool on stockcard.io. Um, in addition to that, if you're, you're trying to get um, into crypto more and you want don't know how to invest in it, well, one possible way you could do that is through iTrust Capital's platform. It's a, it, What it does is it's an IRA platform for cryptocurrencies. So if you don't know what an IRA and the benefits of it, really IRAs help you defer your taxes. Um, there's a difference between a traditional and a Roth. Um, I'm not going to go into that on this video, but IRAs are a very good idea and can help you save a lot of money and not pay uh, by not paying a lot of taxes. So I'd highly recommend you checking out um, iTrust Capital as a way if you're trying to get into a crypto IRA. Um, with that being said, we have a very exciting guest and I'm going to hop over to that interview now. Uh, so, so today, guys, we have a very special guest. We have Chris uh, with us. Chris, would you be able to introduce yourself? Sure. Chris Sullivan, uh, co-founder and co-PM of Hyperion Decimus. We are a digital asset manager that operates two hedge funds, a quant-driven fund and an income fund. Uh, my whole team and I are kind of roughly middle-aged and grew up in the traditional space in the HFT, vol trading, options, market making, and, uh, and quant funds. Uh, from the late 90s into the early 2000s, but have been in crypto kind of semi-early since 2018, fully and professionally. Um, and I've really had a pretty epic journey throughout the whole process. Yeah. So, I mean, you you start off in the more traditional finance world. So how did you get into crypto? I, I think that's a question a lot of people would want to know. Yeah, I, I can. It's a long-winded, multi-rabbit uh, hold response to unpack, but essentially like, you know, I had a really good financial education pre uh, college by my grandfather teaching me how to trade and read the journal and did point figure charting and just consumed, consumed, consumed. And it was not, not anything different than reading Benjamin Graham and, and um, Robert Prechter and Edwards and McGee and all these great books that, that were, you know, available to those who, who wanted to read. Um, so that when I got to Morgan Stanley and they make you take like the gazillion 
tests, which I've taken series three, four, seven, 10, 24, 66, 30, 31, blah, blah, blah. You really get a you know wide array of scope, which then tends to lead to what your preferences are. Uh, my preferences have always been kind of real assets like commodities um, and then volatility because volatility in our opinion, and especially mathematically is an asset class in of itself. Um, and to me is a really pure expression of the balance between psychology and liquidity or lack thereof. So it was really just that side of it from a trading perspective combined with, you know, kind of being a, a freedom maximalist, if you will, um, wanting democratization of access, wanting free markets, healthy price discovery, and then certainly being aware that, you know, throughout every cycle in human history, whether it's a, a, an eight-year cycle or a 250-year cycle, centralized power and centralized money fails. And you can, there's a very famous Voltaire quote, um, it is not a question. So, mm-hmm. you know, America's had a very, very fortunate uh, period here where on the backs of the faith of the people, globalization has permeated and basically we've made the entire world rich. Um, so, you know, I about 08 thought that it was time to you know, diversify personally and read the white paper. And that's, I think, how everybody started in, in Bitcoin is you read the white paper and it's just like either a light bulb goes off or it doesn't. And for me, it was like, oh, my God, this is what all the Austrian economics guys said. And yeah. total decentralized, you know, financial instrument, monetary instrument. You know, I, I just fell in love. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the, the dive in. Sure. And that actually leads really nicely into like the next topic I want to talk about. So, you know, the United States used to be on the gold standard and that's what gave the U.S. dollar value. Now the U.S. dollars get value from the faith of the people. And so I think many people think, well, the U.S. dollar is, um, you know, unstoppable is always going to have value. But as you said, and uh, Charlie Munger recently said, the dollar is going to go to zero just because of inflation. So with that, with that being said, what, why do you see crypto having value? Well, let's, let's start with the, the last comment. Inflation is a type of theft. And infl- inflation is defined as increase in monetary supply. It is not the price of goods going up. It is the increase of money supply. Therefore, the, the average person or even you know up, upper echelon has no bearing in the decision-making process to increase or decrease money supply and without an anchor to some tangible commodity limiting that supply and giving it some sort of reference rate for valuation or intrinsic value, you then suffer the consequences of the, the worst parts of man man's psyche. Um, you know, even in Rome, you, you don't need a Federal Reserve with control print button to, to print money. You can just put less silver in a coin, right? Uh, and keep the same weight. So there's a lot of ways to essentially bastardize um, the monetary system at the discretion and whim of you know a few groups of people. So inflation is a tax that people suffer through that they don't choose or elect people to charge them. Uh, and I think if you look at any sort of chart, I think 97% since 1917 or 1913, the currency's gone down. Yeah. So it's just irre- irrefutable mathematical fact. Um, so I think that's the first aspect of 
how you approach it and, and how you can accept the fact that, hey, it's not backed by anything. Um, which even if it's backed by something doesn't mean it's not going to be volatile. But mm -hmm. that's the first piece. And, and the other piece is essentially what, what's happened in modern times post, you know, Bretton Woods and, and post getting off the gold standard is you've we've weaponized money. We, we're seeing it right now with Russia. So we, we pulverize the, the net worth of the Russian commoner through no fault of their own, yet we buy Russian oil. Yeah. Uh, it, it's that fact that allows so much other things than just being a transactable medium, which is the purpose of currency, that fiat brings to the table. And, and there's no cycle where it doesn't go to zero. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, obviously, with the Russia and the increased use of crypto around that event, um, there's been a lot of talks about regulation. And some people are for it, some people are against it. Are you, what are your thoughts, just your general thoughts on regulation? And do you think that increased regulation could help uh, more investors adopt cryptocurrency? So let me preface how, how I'd answer that with we're all for regulation, we are all for rule of law. In fact, that's why we're big fans of crypto because. A smart contract is immutable, right? Mm -hmm. So I I preface with saying that to to answer with it already regulates itself. Mm -hmm. So and then and then counterpoint, what has regulation or the illusion thereof gotten anyone with respect to the tech crash, the 87 yeah. crash, the 1929 crash, the the 08 debacle? Um, recently we had you know, 2016, 2018, and then I don't know if you you and your audience knows this, but in the fall of 19, the entire financial system only almost went under as well. Um, so what has regulation gotten anyone? And I'll, I'll tell you what the answer is. The answer is it keeps the good and, and high-end product and value and investment classes for the rich at the expense of the common retail investor. That is what regulation actually accomplishes. It never has protected one iota. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, many of many of my followers uh, and people of this channel, they they are following very closely. Uh, stocks are heavily shorted, and those uh, shorting may be regulated, but as they know, um, it, those regulations aren't always even followed. Well, it it also comes down to rules for the not not for me. Today, you had mm. another example where let's call it like a game stopping of the commodity markets where a giant multi-billion creditor of the London Metals Exchange has defaulted on their margin call, which technically puts the exchange in default and nobody's doing anything about it. And then, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about stocks, but obviously what went down with Robinhood yes. and, and the other counterparties, which will go unmentioned was blatant yeah. painful and, and obvious. Yeah. hundred uh, percent agree. Um, with that being said, just the last saying, um, many of our investors here, uh, are, are, don't know a ton about crypto or just kind of learning about it or kind of more casual crypto investors. Um, what, how would you recommend learning more about crypto and becoming more knowledgeable in this space? I think because the, the tech lift is, is so big. It's not like you have a, an app you can YOLO in silly options, right? Um, I think it's important to just go through the motions with the tech, whether it's, you know, MetaMask wallet, a ledger, get, get an account, be able to move wallet to wallet and understand the freedom that this gives you with control over your assets. 
Um, so I, I think even if it, you, you don't have an opinion on a specific asset or coin, you, you get in the infrastructure and go through the motions, both from a decentralized standpoint and a centralized. And if at that point, when you feel comfortable with the money movement, the rails on and off, and you, you've learned what the tech can offer, then you allocate a, a reasonable amount of investment allocation to the portfolio. I think that's the best way because I don't see how someone does a deep dive on that and not realize the benefits. I, you know, you can preach from, from the top of the mountain on Bitcoin's benefits, but the tech side, it's black and white. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, that's a, that's great advice. And I we really appreciate it. And we, we're, I'm thankful and the channel's thankful for you coming on. Do you have any final words before we end this? Um, my company is, is super private, but we have a website, uh, HyperionDecimus.com. Uh, there's a landing page and you can contact us via email. Um, we stay kind of quiet because of what we do and we don't want to draw negative people our way. But I think my final remarks will be at least take the time to understand what it is. Start with the white papers and then and then play around with the tech and get competent. I know there's a huge fear barrier entry on the tech because it is a lot, but I think that will make all people, all folks like clear on, I don't want to do deal with this. I, I don't like it. And then wait, I love it. It's awesome. So that's my, that, those are my final remarks. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. And with that, thank you for watching our episode.